0: It all began here, in darkness, stuck in our brokenness, wandering, directionless, in need of a grace we knew nothing about. It's not much of a beginning, but this is where we were. Fast forward to a starry night in Bethlehem. You see, while we were lost in darkness, God was consumed by love. A love which led him to do the unimaginable. A love which would cost him his son. That night, the heart of Christmas began beating with a rhythm that would change the world. Jesus, the Son of God, our Savior, was born. Grace in a manger, love in the flesh, Hope had overcome hopelessness. Mercy had triumphed over brokenness. And love had overpowered the darkness. Today, we celebrate that moment. We worship our Messiah. And we stand in awe of the life changing gift God has given us. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord, the true heart of Christmas.
1: Well, good morning. It's good to see each of you here today. If you have your Bibles, would you open them up to Matthew's Gospel, Chapter 2? I want to speak to you the next couple of weeks about those who miss Christmas. It's a little different angle than typically I bring. However, I just thought that it was something that uh, might be helpful. It's not a typical verse-by-verse exposition of Scripture, but I want you to... uh, Hopefully, listen and learn today. And the title is "King Herod Misses Christmas." Now, I don't know how many of you have read the classic from Dr. Seuss on how the Grinch stole Christmas, but you've probably seen it. If you haven't read it, as you know, every who down in Whoville liked Christmas a lot, but the Grinch, who lived just north of Whoville, did not. Why, you ask? Perhaps, said Dr. Seuss. It could be that his head wasn't screwed on quite right. It could be, perhaps, that his shoes were too tight. But I think the most likely reason of all may have been that his heart was two sizes too small. The story is not really about how the Grinch stole Christmas, but how the Grinch didn't steal Christmas. He attempted to steal Christmas. I mean... You think about it, he stole the tree, he stole the gifts, he stole the food, he stole the stockings, the lights, and even the greenery, but to his surprise, he was not able to steal Christmas. You see, when the good folks of Whoville awoke the next morning, on Christmas morning, they join hands and they sing their Christmas song. And all of the Grinch's intent had not stole Christmas at all. Dr. Seuss continues. And the Grinch, with his Grinch feet ice cold in the snow, stood puzzling and puzzling. How could it be so? It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes, or bags. And he puzzled three hours till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't thought before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. And what happened then? Well, in Whoville they say that the Grinch's small heart grew three times that day. And the minute his heart didn't feel quite so tight, he whizzed with his load through the bright morning light, and he brought back the toys and the food for the feast, and he himself carved the roast beef. He wasn't the first Grinch to miss Christmas. You see, King Herod was the first Grinch to miss Christmas. When you think of King Herod, his mountain, like the Grinch's mountain, overlooked the plains of Bethlehem. Archaeologists say this man-sized skyscraper was the size of maybe the largest palace in the world at that known time. And it was just built three miles from Bethlehem, overlooking the city in which the king of kings and the lord of lords would be born in. You see, Herod controlled all of Israel. And Herod, his shadow overshadowed all of Judea. And that mountain that's called the mountain of the Herodians was incredible in its size. It was built to house 1,000 soldiers and the king's family. And it had such huge storage bins that they would have no need of outside influence for over one year. They had all of the supplies that they needed. They had aqueducts that were built that stretched all the way to Jerusalem, all the way to the mountain of the Herodians. Their water supply would not be cut off. And at the base of this incredible mountain, It was a swimming pool, twice the size of an Olympic swimming pool today. And around that swimming pool, incredible trees. And in the middle of that swimming pool, there was even trees that were planted there. And the soft breeze that were coming from the Mediterranean, the closest thing you could get to air conditioning would come through those bedrooms of the palace. Then they had the best of food. They had the best of wine. They had the best of guests. The best of everything. And surrounding the mountain of Herodias was poverty. Let us stand as we read the Christmas story. Matthew 2 starting in verse 1. I'm going to read the entire chapter. Now... Behold the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented, presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense and myrrh. Then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own company, country under the way. Then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry, and he sent forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and in all its districts from two years old and under, according to the time which he had determined from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping, lamentation, weeping, and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted. Because they are no more. Now, when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the child's life are dead. Then he arose, took the young child and his mother, and came into the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea instead of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there, and being warned by God in a dream, he turned aside into the region of Galilee, and he came. And dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets, he shall be called a Nazarene. Father in heaven, I pray that today we might understand that we are to seek Christmas with all of our hearts and that we are to look to the Christ child, the true meaning of Christmas. And Father, I pray that you would just open our minds, our hearts to receive truth. And I pray, Father, that we might act upon that truth that we hear. And I thank you, Lord, that your grace is always sufficient. So watch over us now. Impart wisdom and truth into our minds, into our lives, that we may live it out in your likeness. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. Now think about Herod with me. It was difficult for Herod to miss Christmas. I mean, think about it. Inside of his palace, he had scholars. And then he had international scholars, the Magi that came and presented themselves to Herod, telling him they had come to seek the king of the Jews. Inside of his palace, the scholars had said, the child would be born in Bethlehem of Judea, His in-house advisors, his out-of-country advisors, everyone was telling him, this is the Christmas season. The Christ has come. It was hard for Herod to miss Christmas. Yet Herod, in all of his arrogance, missed Christmas. He was the first real-life Grinch. And not only that, but you think about Herod with blood dripping from his hands and the truth of Christmas slipping away for him as Mary and Joseph and Jesus hurried toward Egypt. On the other hand, there were those in the countryside that did not miss Christmas. They were diligently seeking for it, none quicker than the shepherds. Those lowly shepherds who were in the field, they were the angels and understood this is the Messiah. And they rushed to where that baby lay, there in that manger, And as they approach the manger they see this young couple from Nazareth. They see this newborn child and the shepherds fall down and they begin to worship the Christ child in the manger. And they left radically changed people after they had seen the truth of Christmas. Now you think of Herod and you think of the shepherds. The shepherds should not have received it. The King Herod should have received, but he missed Christmas. Luke gives us a comparison in Luke chapter 2, verse 15. So it was, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. What a contrast! The king and the shepherds. Herod had. More money than anyone in the land, more information than anyone in the land, yet he missed the most significant event in human history. He could order infants slaughtered, and at his command, all those children would lose their lives. They would be weeping throughout the land because of his violent, schizophrenic nature. Yet he could lounge in luxury that amazes us 2,000 years later. Now, if he didn't want to lounge in his palace there in the Mount of Herodium, he could go to his palace in Jerusalem. If he didn't want to go to his palace in Jerusalem, he could go to his palace in Caesarea. If he didn't want to go to his palace in Caesarea, he could go to Masada. He had all the wealth that you could imagine. All of the things of the world that anyone desires. Yet, he missed Christmas. And on the other hand, there were the shepherds living in poverty and those around him living in poverty that saw Christmas and grasped Christmas. Herod had all the power to exercise anything that he wanted. And the only thing the shepherds had power to exercise was control over their own flocks. What a contrast! Herod missed Christmas. Herod would never run out of food or supplies. The shepherds had meager sustenance to maintain them every single day. Herod was surrounded by intelligence assistants and even visited by these foreign experts. Christmas is upon you, Herod. Understand and grasp the truth of that. The shepherds were surrounded by wide open spaces And they were completely caught off guard by the announcement from the angels that the Messiah has come. Yet it was the shepherds who grasped the simple truth and responded. Today, why is this so important, this contrast between the shepherds and Herod? I think it's important because our Christmases today are surrounded by Herodian-like wealth. We are immersed in the culture of luxury and our schedules are so full that we don't have time for Christmas. We have time for the trappings of Christmas, but not time for Christmas. We schedule times to go shopping, to buy gifts for Christmas, to buy food for Christmas, to do all of the things, even travel for Christmas. You see, it can happen to people who know a lot of information about Christmas, but they don't know the Christ of Christmas. And because of that, we miss the most important message. Of all, even committed believers can be trapped in a schedule that is too busy, and we are blinded by our gift list and our long and expensive nature to spend, spend, spend. So finding Christmas is critically important. And unless, unless, you follow the example of the shepherds you will miss. Christmas you may be sitting atop of your mountain looking down and there is Christmas right before your eyes and you miss it it can happen in Bethlehem it can happen in Whoville and it can happen in Salem we can miss Christmas so what is my main idea today I know you say well John you have any points well the message is not pointless The only way to find Christmas is to find the Christ child. That's the only way to find Christmas. Of all the gifts that surround the holiday, Christ is the only gift that will make a lasting difference in the lives of men, women, boys, and girls. Isn't it amazing, all the advertisements that come at us during Christmas? It's incredible, buy this, buy that. You need this, you need that. You know, finding Christmas requires planning and it requires effort. I read this the other day. I want to share it with you. Over $859 billion dollars will be spent on gift this Christmas. You say, $859 billion? How much is that? Well, if you were to take those $1 bills, start at the equator, and go around the world putting those $1 bills end to end, they would cover the earth 2,400 times. Incredible how much effort... We put into spending for Christmas. Herod had all the money that anyone could want, all the money in the world, and he missed Christmas. If we think that giving gifts is what Christmas is really about, then we're bound to miss the real meaning. If we think that Christmas is about the advertisement of everyone needs a shiny, brand new car with a red bow in their drive on Christmas morning, then we think we have missed Christmas. Herod missed Christmas. The shepherds found Christmas. And the reason they found Christmas is they were open. Herod missed it. It was right under his nose. Yet he missed Christmas. So how do we not miss Christmas? Here are the points. Very simple. Three. Number one, set aside time this year to find Christmas. You have to be intentional to find Christmas. You have to think about the true meaning of Christmas. The shepherds had plenty of time. And you say, well, the shepherds are busy with their flocks day and night. They have to protect them. Yes, they worked around the clock. But listen, when David was a shepherd outside of Bethlehem, remember the story? He learned how to become an expert archman. With his slingshot. That he would kill Goliath with many years later. He had much time on his hands. Shepherds had lots of time on their hands. You visit a shepherd in the east today. And they will have plenty of time on their hands. You will always find them bored. They have so much time. But. Think about what was going on in the village. Remember, there was a census that was given, and all of the residents had to come into Bethlehem. Think of all the hustle and bustle that was going on in the city. Think of all the hustle and bustle that goes on in the cities today as shoppers converge to shop. Not much has really changed, hasn't it? I can see the village. The village was packed. The government paperwork was demanding The citizens were exhausted. Only the shepherds had the luxury of time to find Christmas. But in reality, they had no more time than anyone else. We all have 24 hours in the day. Right? We all have 60 minutes in an hour. Right? We all have 60... Seconds in a minute, right? So, in reality, we all have the same amount of time. It's how we spend our time. Whether you're in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago or whether you're in Salem today, we have to schedule time to find Christmas. We have to make time. We have to carve out time in our busy calendars and our busy lives to set aside this time. How do we do that? Well, I've noticed if I put something on the calendar, I'm more apt to do it. If I put it in my phone, or my wife puts it in my phone, I'm more apt to keep that appointment. But if I just, I'll do it later, then I miss it. And so often we will kick the can down the road just a little bit further. Further. And we allow these Christmas thieves to come in and steal the true meaning of Christmas because we aren't intentional and we haven't set aside time to find Christmas this year. The second thing that we need to understand is this. Searching for Christmas, we need to be still. We need to be still. What do you think the shepherds were doing? you think they were rushing into town? No. The shepherds, when they heard the announcement of the birth of Christ, they were in their fields they were quiet you see what we have to understand is we must set aside time we must understand that if i don't block this off it's not going to happen and 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 it's not it's a family gathered in the living room saying okay let's watch how the grinch stole christmas Or let's watch a miracle on 34th Street. Or we'll watch It's a Wonderful Life. No, those are good. They have good themes. But here's the thing. You're not being quiet. Remember what Jesus often did in early mornings? He got away to a quiet place. And he spent time with the master. And that's exactly what we need to do. We need to get aside. We need to be still. We need to be quiet and we need to listen. We need to meditate. Think with me about the psalmist in Psalm forty-six, ten. He said, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. So be still. Take time to make time. So set aside time to find Christmas. Secondly, be still. Thirdly, bring your faith to the manger. You see, it would not have mattered if Herod had said, I'm going to make a day, I'm going to set it aside to be still. He would have still missed Christmas. You know why he would have missed Christmas? Because of the lack of faith. He had all the light that you could imagine. Tremendous light was given to Herod, yet he missed Christmas because he had no faith. All he thought about was himself. You see, it's been said, it was better to be Herod's pig than his son. Took the life of his children. He took the life of a wife because of his paranoia. He had no time or no trust to put his faith in Almighty God. And you know, if you go as archaeologists do today and you dig in the ruins of the Herodian Mountain of Mount Herodian you know what you'll find? a few things about this man that was once called Herod the Great it's hard to miss the major truth in the ashes and in the ruins there in the Middle East they seek for a man named Herod the Great and information about him. But he's a footnote in history. But on the other hand, there was Jesus. At his beginning, humble. In poverty, he was birthed while Herod enjoyed the palace and the wealth, the best of wine, the best of guests. There was Jesus With Mary and Joseph. And then, in the beginning, they ran from Herod like ants run from a pest control worker. But in the end, in the end, Herod the Great is gone. No lasting impact. He died. Jesus died, but Jesus rose again. And today the world is a changed place. Because Jesus Christ came to planet earth. And we can rejoice. Just as we saw two new believers identify with Jesus. In believers baptism. Two thousand plus years later. You don't see any followers of Herod the Great. Because he missed Christmas. But Jesus. You still see lives transformed. So. Don't miss Christmas 2021. How do we find it? Well, we set aside time. Block off our calendars. We open our hearts and receive the truth that Jesus came, that we might experience a relationship with him. And aren't you glad That you have. And if you have not, today you can find Christmas. How? By coming to the Christ child who came, gave his life upon the cross, buried in the tomb, raised from the dead, ascended into heaven, making intercession for you at the right hand of the Father today. Would you come to him? Let's bow in prayer. Father, I thank you. That the shepherds did not miss Christmas. And I thank you so many here did not miss Christmas either. I thank you, Father, that your grace and your mercy and your love is just as impactful today as it were 2,000 years ago. And I pray, Father, that we might seek you diligently with all of our hearts, that we would have compassion toward our fellow man, and we would love you as long as our days are here, and then worship you throughout eternity. And I pray for anyone who does not know you that today they may come and receive forgiveness. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.